Okay, so you guys should wish to get your buddies back, right? I wish for a box. Sweet! I wish to blow up. I mean, like, get big. It's podcast time. Group all group of friends. We'll talk about bear distant lands. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And I'm full on bagel. I'm full on salad. Mm-hmm. And, and bagel. I can't <laughs> pretend I'm the healthy one here. Okay, so like legit, I got an everything bagel. And I haven't ever been like crazy about everything bagels before. But this one time I went to this wonderful place in Portland, Oregon. It was like a deli shop and they had the best like bagel thing that I ate had like sun-dried tomato spread with avocado and onion and all this good stuff. Anyway, and I had it on everything bagel. It was good. Is this the place you you brought me to? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. The place had some awesome bagels. Yeah. And ever since then, because I used to just be like plain bagel kind of girl or like a cheddar bagel or something. I was like, no, I'm going to expand my horizons. Nice. Yeah, that's exciting. That's my story on everything bagels. (laughs) Yeah. So bagels are a rare treat for us now. So we used to live in New Hampshire. And bagel places were pretty easy to come by. Like any any town had a place where you could go and specifically get bagels. And we go to Bagel Works. Bagel right? Works in Concord, yeah. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I don't know, I don't know why, but in Washington, uh, there are very few, if any, places that are you know straight up just a bagel place. Yeah, like I understand there's a bagel place like in North Seattle, but still, that's like a twenty minute drive for us to go there when we could like literally walk down the road and get a bagel. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's it's a weird thing. Friday mornings, I'd work 4 to 12, and so we'd go in the morning. Yeah, he, had, he had to work at 12, 12 to 9.30, so we'd walk walk down and get a bagel before he left. So that was our little Friday date. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. for some reason, I didn't realize how often we ate bagels for breakfast until we moved out here, and I was yeah. like, why can't I find a bagel? Right, exactly. Sometimes you just want a bagel. Sometimes you just want a bagel. So this is the Oh My Glob Adventure Time podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Bagels, <laughs> pub, the podcast. Anyway, yeah, so... Other than that, how are you? I'm pretty good. How about you? Good. Nice. My energy level is a little low, which I'm not a big fan of, but that's okay. I just, uh, I'll be fine. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the Seahawks game today. They've been killing it. Yeah, boy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I have to, I feel like I have to hide the fact that I'm I'm from New England because <laughs> people are very passionate about the Seahawks out here yeah. and I am... A Patriots guy? Just because it's my okay. home team. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. Let, let's put a caveat on that. So, yes, you are a Patriots fan because you grew up in New England. But I'm really not a football fan. <laughs> but he doesn't like football. <laughs> I don't, like, I watch it. I can enjoy it with a group, but I'm never going to watch it myself. Right, and that's okay. And, like, he'll watch Seahawks play when, you know, we'll sit together and chill. But I'm not ever having to pull him away. He has to pull me away from the TV because I love watching football. I like watching pro football. College football, it's good. Anyway, uh, should we get to the show? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So this week we are doing uh, season two, episode 21, Belly of the Beast, and season 22, excuse me, season two, episode 22, The Limit. The Limit. Closer to the limit. All right. So season two, episode 21, Belly of the Beast has an IMDB rating of 7.9. It is 47 overall. And it was directed by Larry Leachleiter, Patrick McHale, and Cole Sanchez. Written and storyboarded by Kat Osborne, Samlave Zalafone, Zayafone. Uh, original air date was April 4th, 2011. And it had 1.64 million U.S. viewers. Oh, that's pretty low mm-hmm. for uh, a lot of the episodes we've watched recently. Yeah, that's true. 
Oh, yeah. And the title card shows a giant monster mouth with, like, trees stuck between the teeth. There's a deer on its tongue, and Finn and Jake are peeping up from its throat. This is a pretty busy one. And it looks like there's, like, a nest with two little birds in it. Yeah, there is. Yeah. You always catch these little details. Kind of funny. So anyway, Finn and Jake are awoken early one morning by disgruntled fireworks spewing monster whose rampage is shaking their dream fort. After discussing the possibility that they're both still asleep and that this is just a dream, they set off after the monster, determined to fully enjoy the dream they believe they are sharing before they wake up. Only after the monster kicks Jake far into the distance do the two come to the realization that this is not a dream and begin to attack him. That's right. And hearing cries for help coming from inside the monster's stomach and resolving that they must get inside to help whoever they're coming from, Finn and Jake grab onto a tree, which is then eaten by the monster. And once inside, the two come upon the source of cries. A bear is asking for help, but not to escape. It needs streamers for an impending party. And the culprit leads the two friends to a massive rave. With flashing lights, fireworks, techno, and bears all over the place. Party bears. So <clears throat> these party bears have a striking resemblance to Care Bears with pictures of different objects on their bellies. Um, just like Care Bears do, but they're like- More random. More random. Like there's like a cheese slice, a cheese wedge. I saw one with like a screw on it. <laughs> like it's crazy. There's a whole bunch of different ones. Fearing that the bears will end up getting digested and turning into the stuff. AKA. Poop. Yep. <laughs> poop emoji uh finn and jake decide that okay let's go to poop emoji really quick so at walmart because i think that the poop emoji is copyrighted maybe i would assume so um or they didn't want to acknowledge it's a poop emoji i remember seeing a a pillow and it was i said chocolate pudding swirl emoji. oh yeah I that's totally what people are thinking so right? hard i was like <laughs> Or, in other words, poop emoji. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Were you going to say something? Oh, nothing, nothing. Okay, okay, okay. So anyway, Finn and Jake decided they have to get the bears to leave because they want them to turn into stuff. After unsuccessfully trying to inform a few partygoers that they are dancing inside the stomach of a monster, Finn and Jake are approached by a young bear named Cubby. Cubby. So Cubby has likewise so been, cute. Yeah, Cubby's been likewise trying to make the other bears realize the gravity of their situation, but has been ignored because he's a child. He tells Finn and Jake to talk to Party Pat, the chief of the bears, and that if they can convince him to leave, the others will follow. So yeah, th so this bear Cubby is like, he's all concerned, but he's still dancing while he's talking to them. And then this older bear comes by and is like, Cubby, are you, are you bothering these two? He's like, no, I'm dancing. I swear I'm dancing. Yeah, he was like really concerned that he wasn't dancing enough. Yeah. So then, yeah, the, they go to meet Party Pat. Who's sleeping on the heart of the monster. Yeah. It's like a blood water bed. Yeah. And Party Pat is like the ultimate hipster. And he's voiced by uh, Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, God. Andy Samberg. Yes. Yep. From one of my favorite comedy movies of all time. Hot, Hot Rod. Rod. Yep. <laughs> we own three copies. <laughs> so, yeah, they show up and they're like, are you Party Pat? He's like, mm, no, I'm the chief. <laughs> <laughs> and he basically tells them that um, if they're gonna have a talk with him, then he, they need they need to party with him first. Yeah. So they party with him, and like it shows like this whole montage of like them doing all these different party things, and like they're up on stage singing karaoke about bears, 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 bears. And after meeting Pat's requirements of partying, Finn breaks the news to him: if he and his colony do not leave, they will die. So after they inform Pat of this, he seems eh 
doesn't really care. He's unconcerned. And he, like, even informs the other bears of the news that they are, in fact, in a monster's stomach and is met with great applause. The bears love it and go back to dancing. So Finn and Jake make their way out of the stomach into the mouth. And while enjoying uh, the view from the monster's open mouth, Finn unwittingly makes a comment about how the only way the monster could kill the bears for sure would be for him to swallow some deadly volcano lava. Overhearing this, the monster makes his way for the nearest volcano, which Finn and Jake race to get to the bears out as soon as possible. And after killing the bears' collective party drive with a somber ballad about stuff, the two manage to rally the now-attentive beasts just as the lava arrives and makes their hasty escape the only way they can, through the monster's butt. So this song, which I thought was really funny, they sing it like in a country ballad. Yeah, my hot dog's dead. Yep, and it's like how all their food is dead, like pizza's dead. Tacos are dead. It was the only thing they can get the bears out of party mode. Yeah, and they become like super somber and like, oh, dang, man. So also, they don't exactly say that they're going out of the monster's butt. They just say, look, there's a really dark hole that we're going to run down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So the scene skips to Finn treating the bear's burn wounds and informing Party Pat that his clan is now to free, now free to party outside. This offer is met with discontent from the bears, and Pat responds that in order to survive, his people need a fat party club to grind in, and that the monster's gut was totally excellent. Finn then thinks about this and comes up with a solution, whispering in Pat's ear. So Pat then says, yo, monster, we're going to replace our fireworks with gentle laser pointers. Party Pat and the bears are then let back into the now-content monster stomach to party once more. Yeah, and then Finn chases off after Jake, who left to go watch TV. And that's the end. Yep. Jake didn't want anything to do with this. Yeah. No more will we party with fireworks. So what do you think of this one? Um, I don't know. Nah? I liked this episode because there were a lot of really um, interesting things. Um, I like how at first I was like, why is the monster like sprouting fireworks out of its mouth? Although that was kind of cool. I also like how Finn and Jake were like, this is a dream. We're in a shared dream. And yeah. they, I thought that was really, Together really funny. Dream. <laughs> yeah, let's enjoy this dream till we wake up. I also, when I was like, man, these are like weird Care Bears, you know, I wonder if they do the Care Bear stare. Uh, I'm pretty sure they don't, but it was really just funny. Um, yeah. the, these characters, the, I think Party Pat was really funny. One thing that we didn't mention is when he, when we first get introduced to him, he like reaches up. They're like, are you Party Pat? He reaches up with a foot and pulls on a, a neon lamp that says Party Pat. It's so funny. Like these little details are just great. Yeah. And um, I do like this episode. I, you know, it wasn't like, it was just, it was just, I think it's just a good, rep it was a good episode. It's better, I think, than some of the other ones that we've seen recently. Um, I do like it. Uh, and then I also am kind of like, why do they want to live in a monster's stomach? Yeah. You know, like that yeah. didn't make sense <laughs> to me. What about you? I like this one more than the previous two that we watched. Yes, I yeah. agree. Totally I, agree. I think this one is really funny. I love Party Pat. I think whenever they have like a celebrity guest on for a voice, they mm -hmm. always seem to give them some, some good stuff to work with. Yeah. They always really stand out like the guy that was uh, in Boom Boom Mountain. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Roughneck or yes. the Ruffian. Uh, what's his name from Back to the Future? Biff. 
Yeah. Like, he was great. And, like, every every celebrity has been really funny in the show so far. Sure. And you have Neil Patrick Harris coming up soon, who's awesome. Yeah, I think Ad- Andy Andy Samberg does a really good job in this. And, like, like, it doesn't use his zany humor, but it uses just, like, this, eh. Yeah, I love, like, this really completely calm. relaxed. Like, yeah. Mm, no, I'm the chief. I'm good. Yeah, I, don't know, I think it's funny. Uh, I love a lot of the dialogue in this one. And the bears, I think, are hilarious. The bears are so... They are... They make the episode. Mm-hmm. This is also an episode where Jake is like, okay, they don't want our help. Meh. Bye. And then Finn's like, no, 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 no. We're going to help them. <laughs> yeah. Jake, he, he, he could tell he wanted like nothing to do with this one absolutely, from the beginning. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's like, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. And Finn convinced him to stay involved. So is there anything you didn't like? I feel bad for the monster. I do too. Yeah. Like, he was only, like, in a fit and, up in like, eating trees and stuff because the fireworks were, like, hurting his tummy. Yeah, I wrote that the monster having a fit because of, like, how much pain he was in from the fireworks going up his throat reminds me of having acid reflux. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for the monster, but um, I don't think there's anything that I didn't really like as I'm thinking about it. Mm. Um, I think it's very quotable. My uh-huh. nephew and I used to quote this one together all the time. And then he outgrew the show and I reverted back into a child state. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> Matt's a baby. A man I'm just child. a baby. Uh, wait for I'm it. I'm just a boom boom yep. baby. Yep. <laughs> there it is. No more sugar for me till you clean that dirty face. All right. So where was the snail watch? So the snail was just to the right of the DJ bear the first time he appears on screen. And between DJ bear and... And a bent down green bear. Wow. So they had two snail watches? Yeah. Snail watch 2019. Two for the price of one. Uh, so I'm going to have to go back and watch and look for the snail. Yeah. He I was, didn't catch it either time. He was hanging with the DJ, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Nice. They really snuck him in there. And guess what, Matt? Yeah. There's a fill the face, fill the face, another fill the face. Smile. Nice. So the fill face was um, on the monster. Uh, when Finn whispers to Party Pat. How did I miss that? Yeah, so he's like whispering to Party Pat about instead of using the fireworks, maybe use the the lasers. And the monster gets this fill face, and it is adorable. (laughs) And we definitely have to go back and watch that and pick out all these clues. Gentle lasers. I love when the bear picks them up and puts them back in his his stomach. Or the monster. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. When the monster does that, and then he opens his mouth, and it's like all these... Lasers shooting yes, out of his it's mouth. So cute, and he's so happy. Yeah, he's like, I look cool. Yeah, that's great. Matt, what was your favorite line? Before you talk to the chief, you must party with the chief. That was good. Thank you. Good job. What's your favorite line? Um, so it's also the chief. Um, this is uh them at the when they're outside and and he's like, uh, to survive, my bears need a sick club to grind in. <laughs> Nice. Um, I thought that was really funny. I'm like, why? It, like, he has all the best lines. Th- this is such an interesting episode. Like, the bears having all this, like, they're like penalized if they don't party. Mm-hmm. They're like, party, ba- I don't understand. It's crazy. And why is it that Party Pat is wearing clothes and the rest of the bears aren't? I don't know. He's, wear- yeah. he's wearing like the most hipster outfit I've ever seen. Totally is. His hair's a little long. He doesn't have any facial hair, though. Ah, so that was kind of Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no facial hair means maybe not a hipster. Yeah. So, do you want to give me an impression? Uh, Yeah. No, I swear. I'm dancing. See? See? Awesome. That's Cubby in response to an older bear who was 
chiding him about bothering the newcomers about his concern that they might be in a monster awesome. stomach. I thought that was one of the funniest parts of the whole episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about you? It's not a party without streamers. <laughs> I can't. My voice can't go very high. That was so good. Because it, it, this bear is literally like yelling for help. And they're like, you know, their survival adventure instincts kick in. And they're just like, oh, my gosh, like we need to help them. And then it's also like, not a party without streamers. And like these streamers like pop everywhere. They're like, dude, you're in a monster's belly. This yeah. isn't the party. It makes you wonder how often people are dying in Ooh when yeah. Finn and Jake aren't on the job. Yeah. Like, these bears are delusional. Like, they don't, clearly don't understand stuff. Like, understand what happens in the digestive system and what that happens to your body and all that. Yep. Whatnot. Anyway, any trivia, Maddie? Why, yes. Woo! So when Finn whispers his plan to party pad at the end, at the end of the episode, he can be heard saying party and pancakes. There's a, a, a party. Pancakes. There's a lot of references to pancakes recently, and it makes me hungry for pancakes. Oh, yeah, me too. I love pancakes. I was thinking of making pancakes for dinner sometime soon. Pancake yeah. dinner. Another piece, though, um, is activities Party Pat require Finn and Jake to do. So remember, he was requiring them to party before that they could have like a serious conversation with them. Um, it includes drinking honey, energy drinks, break dancing on a mat on the floor, wrestling while being lifted and supported by another person, hmm. um, eating pancakes and singing with the karaoke machine, which is where the bears, 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 bears <laughs> comes from. Yeah. So this episode references lucid dreaming, which is the concept of being aware that you are dreaming and thus being able to influence the dream's outcome. So this is something I used to practice. Back really? In the day, because I, I have too many nightmares. I watch horror movies way too often. Yes, so I had a friend who had a book on lucid dreaming, and I just started reading it. It's like ways to practice always being aware that you're in a dream when you're in the dream and it's like it tells you to do these things throughout the day like look at your hand constantly and if your hand doesn't look right then you know you're in a dream so i did that a few times and i was like oh look at that that i'm in a dream that's so interesting and it still turned into a nightmare so (laughs) (laughs) keep practicing young padawan yes oh during the episode, uh, Party Pat tells Finn to open his mind eye, which is a spiritual concept that proves perception beyond ordinary sight. Um, but then he turns it Adventure Time style and says, just kidding. This is just a sticker. Yeah. and Because he had a third eye on him and he pulls the sticker open off. Open your mind eye. It was funny. And I thought you might find this next piece of trivia cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see this. Okay. Okay. So when the monster roars before punting Jake over the horizon near the beginning of the episode... The sound it makes is a heavily altered elephant bellow. The same sound clip was combined with the sound of a car driving on a wet road to make the flyby sounds for the TIE fighters in the first Star Wars film. Okay, so I knew I recognized that sound. I was like, that sounds like a TIE fighter. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was just a coincidence. That's awesome. Is that cool? Yeah. There you go. Thank you for uh, throwing that one in there. There's a little gift for you from me. Thank you. Merry birthday. Merry birthday. Happy. Birthmas. (laughs) Do you want to hear what your prediction was for this episode based on its title? Yes, I do. Belly of the Beast. (laughs) Billy comes to the treehouse looking for Finn and Jake because he has an epic adventure. There is a beast that is tunneling underneath the different towns, causing disruption to everyday life to the townsfolk. Billy, Finn, and Jake set off to find the beast and slay him. They track him down only to find out the beast was hungry and looking for his wall meat, but couldn't remember where he hid it. Yep. (laughs) So there's a beast that eats. Yes, there is. So you got that. Yay. Finn and Jake are in it. (laughs) I guess that's kind of a given. (laughs) There's no slaying, really. 
this ad- adventure is not epic. <laughs> I wouldn't say <laughs> it's mostly set in one location, <laughs> but something does come to the tree for it. We're gonna give this one a C as far as how close it was. Okay, there's some things in there. Sure. For creativity, uh-huh. uh, A minus. Ooh, a-. I like that. Yeah, A for <laughs> awesome. Yes. <laughs> Callously awesome. Callously awesome. <laughs> Do you want to predict what the next episode is based on its title? Yes, more than anything. The limit. Okay. Um. So Finn wonders how far Ooh spans, and he decides to find the edge of Ooh. So he sets off, but gets distracted by a magic portal guarded by a friendly manatar. The manatar tells Finn that he can take him to the the edge of Ooh through the magic portal. And Finn decides to go through the portal and search for the edge. Once through the portal, Finn ends up back in his room. Confused, Finn goes back to the manatar. And the manatar explains to Finn that he is limited by his imagination and therefore will only travel as far as his imagination will take him. Awesome. Yeah. It sounds like one of the, like, the more existential episodes from later seasons. Yeah, like, think about because Finn's imagination is not great. It's very limited. <laughs> Which is so funny because he's like a 13-year-old kid. Yeah, with no imagination. With no imagination. It's great. Yeah. Nice. I love it. We'll find out. Yeah, so I wrote that one uh, after you told me the... And I, so I thought a little bit about that and wanted to come up with something creative. Very cool. Yeah. Any yeah. last thoughts on this episode? I love this one. This is, as far as, like, uh, just, like, solo adventure story episodes, like, not connected to anything bigger, I love this one. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's probably one of my favorites this season. Really? Like, lower tier favorites, but still up there. Like, maybe top 10. Really? Yeah. Like, a top 10 episode, do you think? For this season. Not for the series overall. No, I mean, for the season, even? Yeah, I think it might be. It, mm. it might. I think it's gonna be lower on that, but I still yeah, like it a lot. It, it's a middle of the road episode for me. I mean, it's like I said, it's better than the last two that we watched, but not better than something like, um, you know. Yeah. So on to season two, episode twenty-two, the limit. The limit. Season two, episode twenty-two, the limit has an IMDb re- rating of eight point three. It was, uh, it is number 48 overall, directed by Larry Leachleiter, Patrick McHale, and Cole Sanchez. Um, it was written and storyboarded by Jesse Moynihan and Cole Sanchez. It originally aired on April 11, 2011, and has 1.69 million U.S. viewers. That's pretty good. It's good. Oh, wait, no, no, it's not. It's, it's about <laughs> the same as the last one. Yeah. <laughs> show started losing viewers. So the title card shows... Uh, Finn and Jake's heads peeping up in a maze with like all these different monsters also peeping their heads up. And you can see um, Jake's body kind of through the maze also. Yeah, all stretched out, all snake-like. And he's eating a sandwich. He is eating a sandwich. Wow, this one's actually uh, pretty close to the episode. Yeah. 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 So the episode starts with Finn and Jake looking at the night sky with Hot Dog Princess at her house. The two hope for a shooting star so they can wish for an ancient psychic tandem war elephant. <laughs> a firework is shot into the sky, which Jake initially mistakes for it being a shooting star. The firework then explodes and spells the acronym BUTT, B-U-T-T. Hot Dog Princess quickly identifies this as a distress signal from her hot dog knights who were sent to rescue some other hot dog knights from a labyrinth. Oh, the hot dog knights. These guys 
are flipping hilarious. They are ridiculous. They're kind of like, um, you know, in uh, Men in Black, those like little guys. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, they are like that. They are. They're even kind of shaped like them. Mm-hmm. So she says that the acronym means Baby Us Trouble Time and takes this to mean <laughs> that the knights are in grave danger as hot dog knights are notoriously slow. And as she says this, it shows like two of the hot dog knights throwing mud at each other and laughing. Yeah. So since the hot dog knights in the yard are playing in the mud, Finn and Jake tell hot dog princess that she does not need to worry and offer to rescue the knights themselves because that's what heroes do. Yes, they do. And when they arrive at the labyrinth, Jake suggests that they merely stretch over the walls. But Finn points out that a nearby sign reads, no cheating or you die. You're dead. You're dead. Dead to me. Dunzo. <laughs> Jake then comes up with the idea of wrapping his legs around a tree stump and stretching his body through the labyrinth to prevent the duo from getting lost. Which also kind of feels like cheating. Does it not? I guess. Yeah, technically it is. I mean, he does pay a price, sort of. Well, yeah, but anyway, but he doesn't die. No. No. Anyway, so they're only a few feet into the labyrinth when they find the hot dog knights uh, that sent the distress signal. That's so funny. Yeah. They're like something like, oh, I don't know how long we're going to, it'll be until we find them. And then they're like right there. Mm Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. Anyway. So they're afraid that they're going to be eaten by Finn and Jake, but they're like, yo dudes, we're here to save you. Not long that after Jake explains that they're there to save them, one of the knights tell of a magical wish-granting creature at the center of the labyrinth. So Finn and Jake seize the opportunity so that everyone will receive their wishes when they reach the end of the labyrinth. As they descend deeper into the labyrinth, Finn and Jake sing a song. It's like, like, yo mama, yo mama said what? And Finn notices that Jake's stretching powers are pushed closer and closer to the limits, and his strength starts to wane as he's also forced to use his powers to combat various traps. And while Finn suggests that they should uh, turn back for Jake's own good, the knights cheer on, and so they continue in spite of Jake's weakening condition. Yeah, like he's getting super, super, super stretched out. It's redonk. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel exhausted watching him. Yes, totally. And his face gets stretchier, and like his eyes start bulging, and his (laughs) lips are like bulging out. Looks like a mosquito. He does. Uh, As the group draws closer to the center of the labyrinth, a giant statue holding a puzzle poses as what appears to be the final obstacle. Even though Jake is so stretched out, he can't even close his eyes. He continues to push himself at the request of the knights. And when Finn's like, yo, dude, well, let's go back. You're stretching too thin. This is just, this is really concerning. The hot dog knights are like, Jake, Jake, Jake. And he's like, I'll do anything if you say my name three times. (laughs) Yeah. He decides to stretch forward and solves the puzzle, allowing them all entrance to the center where they meet Aquadarius, who will grant their wishes. They enter the chamber, accidentally leaving one of the knights behind, who winds up breaking the puzzle. So the puzzle is like this kitty cat, and the hot dog knight was like, oh, I love kitty cats. And he, like, jumps on it, and then the whole thing falls down and breaks and, like, like falls onto Jake's body. These guys are useless. They're totally useless. I feel bad for Hot Dog Princess. One, because she lives in this dirty, sad little corral. And two, because her knights are... Ridiculous. The worst. They are literally the worst. They were, and they're like terrible people, too. Yes. Yeah, because they're like, oh, it's okay, Jake, you're you're fine. Keep going. Keep going for their own benefit. Yes. So then the, the door slams down and crushes Jake, trapping the others inside as well. So Finn thinks that all they have to do is wish themselves out. But one of the knights rushes for the eel. 
he is killed by a trap. Like, straight up just, boom, dead. Yeah. It's like breaks into half. pieces. Yeah. You don't see, like, real death very often in the show. That, so that was kind of a shock. I was like, whoa. Like, hot dog. <laughs> so once again, hot dog. Yeah. Uh, so you did there. <laughs> so once again, Jake strains his body so they can carry the others across the lethal hidden traps in the floor. Uh, Aquandrius warns them that there are no do-overs. And the remaining two hot dog knights take their small magical orbs and wish for a box. And one's like, I want to blow up. I mean, like, get big. And then he just explodes too late. So that was funny. It was a funny. Box. And and also, Finn's like, you know, you could wish your other guy back to life. And then it's like, I want a box. I want to blow up. You know, like, really big. <laughs> Finn's like, you're not very smart, are you? And the no. one of the boxes is like, what do you mean? Yes. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand. Um, so Jake absentmindedly wishes he was not so hungry and receives a sandwich. With only one wish left, Finn must ultimately decide whether or not to save Jake or wish for the ancient psychic tandem warm elephant that they both wanted. In the end, he wishes for the elephant and has it wish for Finn's friends to be saved. Jake and the hot dog knights appear alive and well, and they leave with Finn on the elephant with Aquadarius cursing them as they leave. Yeah, that's the end of that one. All right. So how do you feel about uh, The Limit? I liked this episode. Me too. And that was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Um, I do feel like Jake, again, this is like the impulsivity of Jake that we see. And like he doesn't really have good problem solving skills. <laughs> he lacks impulse control. Yes, he totally lacks impulse control. Um, I do like how they show fireflies at the beginning. Yeah. And Finn like kisses it and then gets fireflies. Fly juice on his lips. It gets glowy lips. Yeah. That was funny how, like, he says that they're fireflies and not shooting stars, but they still make him a wish anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, But, yeah, also, also, in this episode, they use the exclamation, oh, my glob. Yeah, they do. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It, oh, it, I love it. It doesn't really, like, it feels like it's commonly said in the show, but it really isn't. Mm-mm. No, it's not. But uh, a lot of peer pressure, and Jake responds a lot to peer pressure, and Finn tries to be the voice of reason and being like, yo, dude. But then he also allows him to have agency and make choices for himself. Um, Until the end, anyway. Yeah. So I was surprised that you didn't say something yet about that. I was never sure what to take from the end. Like, uh, I don't know if Finn's plan this whole time was, okay, because he knows now that if you say Jake's name three times, he's going to do whatever you want him to do. And in the end, he's like, all right, he's like, you're stretched. To the point of you're you're about to die. You can't keep stretching. And Jake's mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, just wish for the elephant. And Finn's like, all right, stretch me over there. I'm wishing for that elephant. And then he says his name three times to get him to go over there. And even if his plan was to wish for the elephant and then have the elephant wish for Jake to come back, like, how did he know the plan was going to work? Like, Jake could have died getting stretched over there. So I was like, yeah. was Finn being super selfish in the end, wishing for the elephant? I don't think so, because... I think he was putting his friend's life on the line. Yeah, but he knew that the tandem elephant, it would be okay. And like they show this whole like psychic thing, like you have to let it like give you control. And like so they do this whole like psychic thing at the end. And, um, you know, he, he was able to win that. And he was also following Jake's wishes too. That's true. Yeah. On the other hand, he could have figured out how to get across the trap, the, the traps. Yeah. You know, but then would Jake have gotten a wish? Because he still wouldn't have made it across the track. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Jake needed a wish too. Oh, yep. Yeah. And also Finn was betting on Jake wishing for something more serious than a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He was like, y'all suck. (laughs) 
Yep. <laughs> it's like, screw this crap. Yeah, I kind of liked how complicated it got in the end there. Uh-huh. Like, hmm, what was the right choice to make here? Yeah, it's like an ethical quandary. Yeah. Because what if the tandem elephant didn't, like, receive Finn and, like, respect him? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he knew it would. Yeah. Because he's a radical boy. He is a radical boy. <laughs> So I wrote that, um, you know how much I hate doing crunches? Yeah. I hate, <laughs> hate, hate sit-ups and crunches. And like, I do like 10 and I feel like I'm being punched in the stomach. Yeah. And that's the feeling I got watching Jake in this one. Like the the amount of clear pain that he's in. Yes. For being stretched too thin. That's the, like, that's the kind of pain I imagine he's going through. Yeah. And the thing is, though, at the end, he didn't even have to have his legs attached like that because the tandem elephant just like flew them out of the labyrinth yeah i mean they that's didn't true. know that that was gonna happen but then it was like that's, that's true ultimately that was the, the end, whole point they right? didn't even need to stretch them out yeah i didn't i didn't think of that that's hilarious actually that's yeah so you but like he was so sickly thin it was so sad yep <laughs> KJ. yes he's like I'm, I'm here i can do it i think i'm dead oh the hot dog nights Hot dog nights. That was my favorite part of the episode. The I hot think dog me nights. too. They they were just the comic relief, but it wasn't like dumb comic relief. It mm-hmm. was like I think that it was carefully crafted timing. The comedic timing timing was good. They could have easily been annoying, and they were. Oh, totally could have easily been annoying. Yeah. I think the most annoying thing in this whole episode was Hot Dog Princess at the beginning. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she had like two seconds of monologue or dialogue or whatever. It was a good, good episode. What about you? Um, I liked, yeah, I also wrote that uh, the hot dog nights reminded me of like Monty Python characters. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I like them a lot. I think they're hilarious. This is something that the show does so well, especially in early seasons, is like these side characters that just steal the show. Mm-hmm. Well, like the worms, right? Mm-hmm. Like in three episodes ago or something, or four episodes yeah. ago, it's like. A- academia? Yes, <laughs> yeah. Trinity affects us all. Big score. Let's kill them. Oh, so good. So is, is there anything you didn't like aside from Hot Dog Princess? No, I think it was fine. I think it was a good episode. I like this. Um, I think it's on par with the last episode. I think that they were both really good and I enjoyed both of them. Totally. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like, mm-hmm. And they're pretty dissimilar episodes too. Like uh, they're very different stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And Yeah, I, th- I think like they both have different vibes going for them and I still like them both pretty much equally. Me too. Same. Yeah, I didn't have any problems with this episode. Yeah, like, I, I, I know good. I had the thing with, like, Finn in the end, but that isn't something that I dislike about the episode. It's just something that got me thinking. Yeah, and I, uh, that's what I like about this, though, right? Mm-hmm. Is that this leaves you with, like, like it's well, a conversation piece, it, right? It's like, did he do the right thing there? Yeah. Or did he not do the right thing there? Yeah, exactly. Like it it shows too. that he's not, like, he's not a perfect person, even though he tries, he strives to be a, a great hero. Sure. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, where was the snail? So the snail was on the pile of rocks on the left side of the screen when Jake is moving the block into the hole. So there's a period of time where he wraps his body around this block to solve a problem. So that way another entry opens for them to proceed forward to the next part of the labyrinth. So that's when that showed up. Awesome. Yeah. I missed him again. That's okay. (sighs) It's a sneaky snail. Sneaky snail. Sneaky, sneaky. They're doing a good job hiding it this season. Yeah, they are. Uh, snail watch 2019. Snail watch? Snail 2019? Watch. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> um, no fill face. Bummer. What was your favorite line? I'd say my favorite line is from Finn. Hey, man, I can't analyze everything that comes out of my mouth. Um, 
As soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, that's going to be Matt's line because that is legit something you would say. It totally is. Yes, I love it so much. Why, thank you. You're welcome. What's yours? I knew. Also, I knew this was going to be yours. <laughs> uh, Finn exclaims, this place is Yoga Balls huge. Awesome. I was, and then Jake's like, Yoga Balls aren't all that big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's where Finn responds with that. I can't analyze everything that comes out of my mouth. Yes. Nice. Yeah, so oh, cool. good. Our I lines bridge it. each other together. They do. It's like we were meant to be. It's like we are meant to be. Oh. Do you want to give me an impression of someone? Yes. Jake, you're amazing. Awesome. That's a hot dog guy. I, I love that uh, one of the hot dogs was clearly the voice of uh, the witch from the witch's garden. Oh, yeah. I'm not married. I'm not married. She has the best yes. comedy voice. Gosh, it was so good. My favorite. Jake, you're amazing. <laughs> Jake, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> amazing you are, Jake. Amazing you are. that. <laughs> so my favorite line is uh, this one i remember like laughing out loud the first time i saw it it's one they're telling jake to stretch and one of them's like you stretch good (laughs) and like his eyes are all closed and everything when he says that i was like what was that yeah no kidding it's great it gets he stretches so far he can't even close his eyes and he looks like a beady like lobster eyeball yeah he looks pretty creepy by the end yeah any trivia well Jake claims that he will do anything for anyone if he or she says his name three times, which I don't recall if that ever comes up again. I, so now it's like we're going to have to look out for it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, an eye symbol appears in various places throughout the labyrinth. Interesting. Yeah. And, oh yeah, we learned that through this episode, hot dog people are immune to poison. Yeah. Yeah. You see them getting like stabbed with... um. Like the stingers from a scorpion. It's just like this brine is squirting out of them. Yeah. It's disgusting. And, but, okay, but then Jake swallows them. So is he immune to poison too? Because he's a magical dog? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Or do they just turn into the stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what stuff? Oh, poop. You're talking about poop. Yeah. <laughs> so, cultural reference. Jake's idea to stretch out to avoid getting lost is a reference to the idea of the Greek hero Theseus. Who used nothing but string to also avoid getting lost in the labyrinth. They should have thought about that. And and not the David Bowie labyrinth. (laughs) I'm David Bowie. I'm David Bowie. (laughs) Turn back, Sarah. Turn back before it's too late. Uh, uh, There's an episode uh, of The Amazing World of Gumball that shares the same name as this episode. And both episodes are were also aired during their respective show's second seasons. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that was on purpose. That's neat. Mm. Um, there's some connections to other Adventure Time episodes in this. Oh, go for cool. it. So we know that the ancient psychic tandem War Elephant turns in uh, returns in se- season six episode Furniture and Meat. And we know that it's still in Finn and Jake's possession. So we've mentioned actually a couple... Uh, in a couple episodes now, like anything or anyone that Jake bring into their possession, just they want it at first and then they just completely ignore it after they have it. Yeah. This poor psychic tandem war elephant just kind of sits around in their treasure room. <laughs> these guys are terrible yeah, to their pets. They they totally are. They're like, they want all these things and then they do not. It's like a, a message on consumerism. Yeah. There's some cool notes. Apparently, this episode's original name was Wish Upon a Maze. Hmm. Yeah. And then at the end, so we had to stop the episode and and go and look at this. But um, at the closing shot of the episode, we see, so the tandem elephant 
has them all on its back and they're flying out of the labyrinth. And the overhead view of the labyrinth shows some of the walls spelling out the word April. And this is because Jesse Monahan was forced to put this in the episode under order of one of his friends, according to a video answer on his VU account. Cool. Yeah, we noticed that there were letters in there. I was like, what is that? Yeah, and it's funny, last episode, or no, Mystery on a Train, there was a hangman thing and it spelt out April. Interesting. Yeah. Weird. Right? Hmm. 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 The more you know. The more you know. Do you want to know what your prediction was for this episode based on its title, The Limit? Yes, I do. Oh, boy. So Finn wonders how far Ooh spans and seeks to find the edge of world, edge of the world. He sets off but gets distracted by a magical portal guarded by a friendly manatar. The manatar tells Finn that he can take him to the edge of the world through the magic portal. Finn decides to go through the portal in search of the edge. And once through the portal, Finn ends up back in his room. Confused, Finn goes back to the manatar. And the Manatar explains to Finn that he's limited by his imagination and thereby will only travel as far as his imagination will take him. Okay, as far as how accurate it was, and I feel bad that it wasn't more accurate because of how much thought you put into this. <laughs> <laughs> so I hate to give it anything less than an A. Oh, you're sweet. But... but as far as, uh, so there is, um, is trying to reach something, trying to reach the edge of something. <laughs> It's a D. <laughs> a D! <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll take it. I'll Dang! Take it. Dang! And Wait. as far as creativity, I think this is my favorite. Really? Synopsis that you've come up with. Yes. Yep, this is an A+. Plus. Yes! Yes! Dang! Uh, speaking Appreciated. of S's, that's in the... Yes. Yeah. Uh, I am of House Slytherin. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I meant to, I meant to mention that last episode. Yeah, so... I uh, had a friend post on Facebook something about, like, your house cup and, like, how cool it is if you know your house cup. And I had done mine before. And I really thought I was going to be Gryffindor, but I'm a Ravenclaw. And for those of you who don't know, Matt is not crazy about Harry Potter. Oh, we talked about that a while back. But um, he is a Lord of the Rings fan. and But every year we watch both the extended editions of Lord of the Rings and all of the Harry Potters. And so recently I downloaded the Wizarding World app and just retook my cup assignment to make sure I was still a Ravenclaw, and I am. Um, And then I got Matt to do it. And I guessed that he was either going to be Hufflepuff or Slytherin, and he is Slytherin. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Matt? I like it. Yeah? Well, I'm thinking of, like, personality traits of uh, of Slytherin, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds like me, I guess. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of me. I'm not going to lie. When I first found out, I was like, huh. Huh. I'm uh, married to a Slytherin. Hmm. <laughs> Slytherin's hmm. cool. Yeah. No, all hmm. of them are jerks. <laughs> <laughs> can't generalize the whole class. Uh, You can't. Mm. Hey, I'm proud to be Slytherin. Okay. Well, Snape was Slytherin. He was, and Snape was a good person. Snape was a good person. Ah. Oh. Spoiler. <laughs> In case you haven't watched the Harry Potter movies or read the books. Yeah. It's fine. There's Fantastic Beasts. You know, we don't need to get into that no, again. No, we're not going to get into We already did that. <laughs> okay. So, um, oh, yeah. Do you want to guess what the next episode is going to be about? Yes. Based on its title alone. Yes. yes. It's called Video Makers. Okay. Marceline and BP decide to make a video about BP's latest science discovery. P- Did I say PB? You said BP. Oh. 
Marceline and PB decide to make a video about PB's latest science discovery. They find an old video camera that turns out to be cursed. The cursed video camera hypnotizes the two and they are forced to bake pies constantly without food, water, or sleep. Finn and Jake are alerted. They come to learn that Nepter is the key to destroying the video camera and bringing the princesses out of their hypnosis. Interesting. Yeah, dude. So I like bring back old characters, Nepter. Yeah. Never ending pie maker. Yeah. <laughs> Nepter. Why, creator? Why? Does it please you to watch me struggle? So, like yeah. And it's also a Marceline and PB episode. Ooh, I guess we'll find out. Yep. Next week. On Adventure Time. Podcast. Oh, my glob. That was all over the place? Yep, sure was. <laughs> so, any last thoughts about this uh, episode there? Uh, I enjoyed both these last episodes quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, me too. I thought they were great. Very good. good. Like, when I think of, like... um why I enjoy the first couple seasons. These are the kinds of episodes that stand out to me Mm -hmm. the most. Yeah. The ones that are just like, you can pop it on and not have to watch any episodes before or after it. Right. Throw on a random episode. It's like, yeah, I enjoy this one. Yeah, there's a couple like that. I mean, there's a lot of like that, but uh, recently we were watching some from later seasons. I'm just like, oh, I love the show. It's so Mm -hmm. good. So, so good. Yeah, it's really interesting because we were talking earlier about... um, what season we've liked more overall so far between mm-hmm. one and two. Mm-hmm. And like, I think season two, I think the strongest episodes of season two beat the strongest episodes of season one. Yeah. But I think it also has more weak points than season one did. Yeah. Um. At this point, yes, I agree. Yeah. Which I was really surprised by because I remember this being my favorite season for the longest time. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I look forward to seeing the rest of it. I hear there's still some really great episodes coming up. So yeah, and we've only got I think four episodes left. Four more episodes. Wow. So that's two episodes of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Holy dude. Oh, we are almost done. We are blazing through season two. Yeah. 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 When did we start doing episodes for this one? September. Yeah. Okay. We're sort of blazing through season two. Well, we are compared to last year. I mean, yeah, we took the we took whole like year. year. Yeah. So what you guys can look forward to are, after this, two more episodes. We'll do our ranking episode, and then we're going to take a little bit of a break. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come back. For sure. Yeah. We've enjoyed this, though. It's For been shizzle. a blast. Yeah. It has been a blast. Mm-hmm. So if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com. You can catch us on Twitter or Facebook with the handle ohmyglobpodcast. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which gives us a little more exposure. Also, tell a friend if they like Adventure Time. This is for all ages. So, yeah, totally check it out. Uh, Our website is ohmyglobpodcast.wordpress.com. And you can leave us a voicemail on anchor.fm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So our good friend, Mooney, made a really cool um, speed paint um, that she posted on YouTube it's under Mooney Makes, and it's really, really cool because she made us this Adventure Time like themed artwork that you can see on our Facebook page of Matt and I, and it's so fun. So anyway, check her out. She's got some great art, and uh, yeah, so it's neat, and we love it, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. And as always, if you have your original art, we'll totally post it on our Facebook page, give people, share it out with the world. Oh, yeah, and Mooney was our guest on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. Yep. One of our guests. One of our guests with her husband, Connor. So this has been another wonderful episode of Oh My Glob and Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And I'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.